Hello, everyone, and welcome to week 56 of your favorite podcast, Digital Digital Get Down. This is Bennett. And this is Heather, as usual. We never introduce ourselves. That's because at the beginning when we started doing this, you were like, everybody knows, we don't have to do an intro every week. Literary power couple. Yeah, sure. Um, I do actually have an intro this week, though. Okay. It's something we're never going to talk about on the podcast, because I know that you'll never watch it. I'm intrigued. You don't have a guess? Mm, could be a lot of things. <laughs> could be a lot of things. It's. I was just watching it earlier. Bold type. I heard the you gasp. bold type. I did. Well, fall. okay. I gasped and cried about this episode of the bold type, but I also gasped about one of our gasped, weird word, about one of the upcoming things I have on here, and I'll just leave you in suspense for the next 45 to one and a half, 45 minutes to one and a half hours. Okay. Um... Yeah, so I was yelling at the TV because I thought they were going to Rachel, this character, and have her like leave behind her dream in Paris to go chase a boy. But they flipped the script? They flipped the script. She, uh, kind of. She made the choice to go, which I was a little bit upset about. But then he showed up. So she didn't have to Dream go. and boy. Yes. So he wow. showed up in Paris, so she didn't have to give up her dream. And he didn't even know it. So he was going to... Okay. Her friend thought that he was going to propose to his new girlfriend. Yep. And Sutton, the one of the three main characters, is not over him, but she's in Paris living her Fashion Week dreams. But she was like, I need to go back. She's only there for him. a week? Yeah. Oh. But she thought he was going to propose to his girlfriend, so mm. like it was like now or never kind of thing. Yep. So she was like getting in a taxi to get on a plane to go back and see him, and he got out of the taxi at her, her, her hotel and said that he wanted to be with her. Uh-huh. Anyways, I did not expect that to happen, and I'm a big yeah, fan basic. of the two of them, so I was really happy about that. Good. And then with the other characters, uh-huh. Tiny Jane, she is taking this kind of boring Kiwi doctor. Is she, is she the sister of Tiny Tim? <laughs> no, they just call her Tiny Jane. <laughs> I don't know why. Because <laughs> she's kind of small, I guess. Anyway, she's been taking this really boring doctor who's like a nice oh. guy, but like... He's just like, oh, I'm a doctor. I can fix everything with doctorness. So science people are the worst. Ow. So, but her like kind of dangerous uh, ex boyfriend has oh just boy. told her that he's in love with her and wants her to commit to him, and also wants to pay for freezing her eggs because she might get breast cancer. <laughs> maybe not the best plot lines that could have oh. merged. It was a little bit weird. You are a freeform gal. This has been decided. I am, because every single time... So we've been watching them on our DVR. Rest in peace, DVR. Last night. Um, last night with our DVR. <laughs> and every single time... Every movie that comes up after it is either an Adam Sandler movie, which is just, like, whatever, or it's, like, one of my favorite movies. Like, yeah. the episodes eight and nine, the movies after the episode finished, were two of my favorite movies of all time. How to lose a guy in ten nope, days. Wrong one. How to nope. Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet Home Alabama is one ten of things them. I hate about <laughs> ten you. Ten things I hate about you. Um, and I knew, like the Sweet Home Alabama one, I'm a little bit worried about. Ten things I hate about you has a pretty distinctive opening. Yeah. And like the like text comes up really quickly. Sweet Home Alabama, like I heard like one chord of the music and like a cricket and I was like, it's Sweet Home Alabama. And it was. You were worried that it wasn't for a No, second? but like I just knew. Like I had, okay. like my senses kicked in and I was just like, okay. Sweet Home Alabama. Do you know the beginning of Mulan, which they also show regularly on yes. the reg? 
I wish they showed it as much as they what's show Beauty and the Beast. What's the opening shot of Mulan? Um, it's like swirly smoke with the dragon. Okay. I think. It's like brush strokes. It's and a fun game. Swirly smoke. That would be a fun, like, oh, that would be a good trivia one if we ever a go good back to round? trivia. No, the picture round of this mm. is like the opening screen of all these famous movies. Do you know which one's which? I should run trivia. I could run it so much better than that horrible lady. Okay, we're getting a little too hyper-local with, okay. with our podcast. We're trying to reach a global audience. Remember how many international fans yes. our stats page shows? All of them. We are huge in Pakistan. We love you. All right, do we want to go into good news, bad news? Do you have other intros? Um... It was an Apple week, so we have was to cover it? this. Oh, I'll just take a snooze during this part. Well, you saw some of the new commercials. You were less than Ugh, Yes, please make them stop. Let me just run through the names of the new iPhones, and let's just get your visceral reaction. We never talk about what we're drinking anymore. No. We're drinking white wine. Yep. Out of real wine glasses. And I don't have a wine charm on mine because I'm a white lady. Look at that. <sighs> and yours is the Harry Potter symbol on it, because you're also white. Um, how do you feel about these names? iPhone 10S, spelled XS. 10XS? That's one thing. Or what is XS also? Small. Yeah. And it's a larger it phone. It's It's very confusing. Ever since Steve Jobs died? Yeah. It's just been shit. Whoa. It's been shit. Well, I haven't gotten to the worst ones. Can we talk about, like, I know I'm not the first person to say this, but it really bothers me that Steve Jobs came up with the word pod that's meaningless, and now it's in our vernacular. You had an existential crisis yesterday. It really bothers me. Because you were like, is pod going to stick around forever? And I was like, what does pod even mean? And you were like, oh. But, like, people don't even know, like, like you know, a generation from now, people will be like, oh, yeah, podcast, and that's just where the word pod mm. came from. It's like, no, from iPods. Like, the one that, like, mm -hmm. I got... My dad won money in Vegas, and he bought us iPods, like, the first one that had... iPod video you got. The first one. Mm -hmm. You were there. You weren't there, but you were, like, mm -hmm. in... You were in around. Spirit, you were yeah. around. And, like, they were on back order, and he had to, like, honey, order honey, them. Honey, honey, Your husband owned the original iPod. Got his parents to spend $600 for five your gigabytes. Your parents are ridiculous. For five gigabytes. Just to make you shut up on a car ride to Connecticut. And I would listen to Usher CDs on my Just five gigabytes. Just to make gigabytes. you shut up in the car. That's yep. what their money was worth. Yep. <sighs> iPhone 10 S Max. Spelled X-S-M-A-X. Extra small max? Yep. That sounds like a bad condom size. Yep. Well said. Yeah. And then the last one, iPhone 10R, spelled XR. Xer. R stands for absolutely nothing. Exercise. Exer. Slightly cheaper than the twelve hundred dollar phone. Extra regular. Yep. So that's Extra what's on the market. Ridiculous. People are saying that your iPhone SE was the last solid design. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's tiny though. I like it. It fits in my pockets. Okay, now we're allowed to move on to If they would make girl news. pockets bigger, I would be able to get a bigger iPhone. So talk to get the on that, Apple. In fashion industry. You're saving the Emmys for your good news? When they news? make the eye pocket to go along with my iPhone because it's too big for normal pockets. Yeah. Give me a call. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Kick it off I with your Emmy of, hot takes. like 2011 Heather uh, news updates. Yeah, she snuck up on you, though. Good news and bad news and Heather is from 2001. 
Um, that was worse than the Matt Nathanson lyric. I didn't understand the last thing you said. Did he ever retweet? Did he ever reply to me? I don't think no he did. No response. I don't think he did. Nope. Um, so you kind of made me watch the Emmys last night because I didn't really care and I didn't know what was even happening. Yeah. And like, I don't really care about Colin Jost and Michael Che other than like watching them once in a while on Weekend Update and like, uh, my Rudolph and... Fred Armisen just like Oof. don't do it for me. Wow, they had a your rough, bad news. rough night. Um, and I just like we don't we, as the TV. I was rut. gonna say readers and viewers. Neither of those are accurate. TV as the rut. listeners know, we're in a bit of a TV rut, so I haven't actually seen most of the things. I have, however, what seen the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which yep. won a lot of things. I wish but Top Hat never Lady would never speak. Again. I wish Top Hat Lady would never speak again. She's Gilmore Girls Lady, you know. I don't like Gilmore Girls. Mm -hmm. Don't tell anyone. Um, so, but I kind of forgot. You did. That probably the one celebrity that I've cared about the most across my life. Tatana Maslany. No. Darren Chris. Oh my god. Was nominated for an Emmy for being a very scary serial killer. Mm-hmm. Um, the role he was born to play. Yeah, it really, like, frightens me when people say that. <laughs> but, like... I eventually got out of, like, I'm watching Darren on my TV screen and was just like, holy fuck, Andrew, whatever, is really scary. Uh -huh. Which, to me, shows that he did a really good job acting it. Correct. That I was able to, like, separate it from, like, I know Darren, I've met him a few times and I've seen him singing weird pop songs and Disney songs, yeah. to, like, he's now a serial killer. And he, like, actually frightened me. Yeah. I don't know what, what acting awards are supposed to signify. Uh, and typically, I think I've said before that, you know, it's easier to tell bad acting than good acting. Mm -hmm. But here, that was acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deserved it. Yeah. Um, and he won. We didn't he won. even say that. And I cried, and I curled up in a ball, and I made you replay it, and it was it was very similar to, like, the um, finale of Glee. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot more crying for that than for this, but it was a similar fetal position on the couch situation. Gotcha. Um, but I did spontaneously cry about Darren, especially when he was talking about Mia. Mm -hmm. And then I saw a picture of him with his family His afterwards. supportive family. He didn't go to cool parties. He hung out with his family. Yeah. A nerd. And all of his friends were so excited on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, Starkid didn't get a shout out. Though. Go Blue did that count. Yeah. Starkid was from UMich, University of Michigan. Okay. So I was really happy for him and I cried. And he, Darren was already going to be my good news this week because I finally watched this old interview of him on the Colbert Report and he was great. Not the Colbert Report. The late show? Name? Late show with Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Colbert, is, does he still pronounce it Colbert? I believe so. I, could, I never knew if that was just his shtick. I think people thought it was, but that's really how he wanted people to say it. Is he French? Colbert? That's terrible. I grew up with people with a family with that last name. <laughs> Anyway, so he was already giving me my good news because he had a really good interview um, with Colbert. Good boy. He's also my bad news, though. Okay. Because. Keep it rolling. Oh, the tour. The tour. Him and Leah are expanding. Surprised he didn't bring Leah to the Emmys. She cried on Instagram, and I oh, related wow. to it. Um, him and Leah are bringing their LMDC tour. Yep. Leah Michelle Damon. Got it. Tour. Expanding it. To California and the UK and Ireland, and they're still not coming to Minnesota. And I didn't get to see them in Chicago because we already had gone to Chicago like just before it for Alexander Hamilton and um Nathan Chen. Yeah, you're yeah. supposed to sing that song. Anyway, nobody's gonna know what that song. <laughs> I don't think, but. So we couldn't go, plus it was during summer camp. So 
such a bummer. Yeah, I thought Minneapolis was like the hotbed of. I thought every tour came through oh, Minneapolis. No, everyone always talks about how. Do Minneapolis you not care about Prince scene? Darren? Do you not? Are you glad he's dead? Bob Dylan was born here. Matt Nathanson has toured here. He very loves exciting. the lakes. He said, "Loves them." So I'm very man folk that I didn't get to go to that because it was exactly what I wanted it to be in terms of it was like a lot of weird glee covers and like old song covers and a few new songs but not all the new songs that I don't like so next year can I just keep rolling sure my other bad news is Emmy related the Emmys were terrible they were terrible yeah how did Brandon What's-His-Face as Judas from Jesus Christ Superstar not win? That was the best acting or theater or musical performance I've, like, seen in years. Because it was a weird category and it's a but weird But they were nominated production. for all the things and it was so good. And I'm so upset that we're losing our DVR because I'm not going to be able to rewatch that. It's gone. How yeah, they're going to play it? it? That's, I'm sure it's, it's available you for promise? purchase. Yeah, I'll look it because up right now. Because I just, I really want it. Uh-huh. I know and you he do. was so good. And I was a little bit worried. First about... time you've ever rooted for Judas? Yes. Hmm. I was a little bit worried about Darren going up against John Legend because he's like John Legend. And Jesus. But I was also worried about him going up against fucking Jeff Daniels. I was going to lose my shit if Jeff Daniels won uh, again. Old white guy playing a fucking I don't cowboy. Think he... Oh, yeah, he was. You're right. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember going, fuck you, Jeff Daniels. You better not you win this say category. That. Him and his fucking horse. Yes, I did say that. See, Marvelous Miss Maisel, Emmy Awards. That's yeah. maybe too many Emmy Awards. You need to watch that sometime so we can do it on the podcast. Sure. Podcast. <laughs> um, what? So, yeah. Nope, That's see? not the version. Can't buy it. There you go. Live in concert. Oh, that's just the soundtrack. Yeah, I fucking know. Though, there. Oh, that's still the soundtrack. Yeah, I we'll fucking know. We'll find it for you. It's going to be lost with our DVR. The Emmys were terrible. Real bad. They made me feel better about myself a little bit because of how awkward all of the interactions among the presenters were. Yeah. It was like, that kind of mirrors real life. Like when you're trying too hard to be funny or when you're kind of hanging out with someone that you don't gel with that much. Mm-hmm. Like that was realistic. Or that you see once a year when but you're this is Yeah, but this is Hollywood. Practice a little bit. We get some writers. Actors. Isn't that the whole point? Um, our favorite lesbian comic who we forgot about until she's super popular now was mm-hmm. the only was the only good part mm-hmm. hannah i think we just miss non-american senses of humor a little bit we knew her before she was cool we did we saw her in a weird little bar talking about lesbians loving golf in box hill mm-hmm. okay any more news from you um i thought i had something else but i forget so i guess that's it oh uh, we missed the best news ever that modern family is going to kill off a character which character? That's that's the game. Cam. You think? I don't know. They can't play kill the gays. No. But they could. Mm, they probably are would. Are they woke enough to not kill the gays? I don't think so. Um, I think it's going to be Cam. I would assume old grandpa would be the logical one. What if they're going to flip it and it's going to be Gloria? Mm. Her boobs are too famous though. Yeah. Is it going to be a kid? They wouldn't kill a kid, right? No. Um... Who's the least famous person on that show? The least famous? I would say... uh, Like, the the show could lose without... I I think Cam. You don't think he's he's famous? Compared to Jesse Tyler Ferguson and and the the dad? I'm sure it's probably going to end up being contract-related, whoever wants to get out. Mm, I guess. Take some severance. Um, My bad news is an upcoming thing, but I just couldn't wait anymore. Because... 
I was tuned to CBS for some reason. Why? Unclear why. That's your first mistake. And they were showing an ad for one of their upcoming fall comedies called The Neighborhood. Okay. Which is Cedric the Entertainer, who is African-American. Right. Pitted against um, Schmidt, a.k.a. Max. I always screw up his last name. Greenfield. Greenfield, yeah. Who is white. Yeah. And that would be the premise of the show. Is white versus black Cedric the, the Entertainer lives in a black suburban neighborhood. And what's this? Who's knocking at my door? A white fella and his family? This is going to be hilarious! That's the entire Is that their way of trying trailer. to be like, look, we're making a show about race. Yeah. That won't piss people off like Roseanne. And Max Greenfield just looks like so dead in the eyes. Like he's like, I thought I was doing cool work. What's happened? How did I get or here? Like, my 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 new girl paychecks ran out. <laughs> I had to accept the next project that came my way so I could eat. Um, what else do we have? Um, bad news, I guess. We were talking about the Witcher TV show coming up. Yeah. The like the showrunner decided had to leave Twitter because he was getting too much hate. For what? <sighs> I think he might explode about this. He was Pulling getting wine glasses. he was getting too much hate because he was the the internet found the casting call for Siri aka Sorella or whatever okay. her name is and he was looking for a non-white person exclusively even though Siri is white in the games and in the books just like when Hermione was black on yeah. the cursed child so people it was Lost just their shit. in both directions saying how can you not? How can you stray so far from the original material? And you're only doing this to please diversity people. You don't actually the care. Snowflakes. Yeah. You said we weren't allowed to say snowflakes on this program. Yeah, because you say you it seriously, it. and I'm saying it as if I'm a, a angry Twitter bot. The best news of all, I think, for you, is that the fella who was in that very sad Nike documentary where they ran him into the ground. Did he win? He just set the world record for the marathon by like a few seconds. But it's still under two hours? Well, that one was never going to count anyways. He's at like 201 or 202 now. Um, so he still hasn't broken that, but he has the world record. I still feel sad for him. Yeah. Do they give his family any money? <laughs> okay. Quick advertisement. That's another bad news. Oh, you got more. You know how you just said that... Hot off the press? That, you know what's good acting and what's bad acting. And mm. part of my explanation was like when I can see them as a character and not as the actor. Like that was my problem with, um, wrinkle in time. And that Oprah. script, but it was just like Floating Oprah, Oprah and Reese Witherspoon. Mm. Like you can't detailing. see them past. Speaking in quotes. So, um, the new Mary Poppins trailer came out. I'm Mary fucking Poppins y'all. That was funnier than the whole trailer. Oh um, boy, I've little, never seen you so nervous watching a, a trailer. I was concerned about it. I was having, I know it's very short, but I was having a very hard time. Because guess what? The movie's not made yet and it's going to get canned. I was having a very hard time. Whatever happened with that Benedict Cumberbatch? Christmas 2020. The Grinch Benedict Cumberbatch. You, if I'm right about these things, I'm going to fucking... So are they just doing the trailer and they see if people get excited about it and then they yes. make the movie? That would be clever though. Yeah, it's the first focus group. Um. So... I just don't know if I can distance Lin-Manuel Miranda from his, like, accent and his acting, or vice versa, it's whatever chimney you want to say. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. And I'm a little nervous about his pastel suits as well. Okay. 
Why can't they just hire people that already have a British accent? Emily Blunt. It's the same reason when I like they hire British people to try and do in a terrible American accent. You're not for diverse casting then, clearly. Fight me. Okay. So, you should make a book to its account, beautiful, okay, D-I-G-I-T-S. That sounds expensive. How it much does it cost? Free. Oh. It's very fast. Do they accept donations, though? Yes, please oh. give us your money. You can even donate to jump up an achievement level if you don't want to do the work for it. I'm super That's close right. to we Red Diamond. That's right. We take Why haven't you Red Diamond me? Diamonded me Ask yet. the people to upvote you. Elizabeth, I see you. Upvote me, please. Okay. I got her. That was a good I commercial. I her. Um, I think we should talk about the book first. I think I'm going to have more Every to say. Every single time you say that, I have the opposite feeling. Mm -hmm. When you go, mm, I think we, like, I'm thinking the opposite of you. Okay. Just like when we play video games and they get to choose, like, a, the dialogue, yeah. we always pick differently. It's true. Our brains are different. Um, you want to talk about the book. I kind of want to talk about the show because we just watched... Oh, wait. Oh, you didn't even know what we were wrong. talking My about. My notes were wrong. You were just taking notes on the show we were watching? No, I had it, like, from when I made the notes a while ago, what we would probably Got do. Got it. It's embarrassing. Wow. All right. Now we definitely have to talk about the book first, because you are unprepared. Let's talk about the book first. Okay. This is not going to be edited out. Go. What, what book are we talking about? You have it over there. Show the people. If you're watching us the on webcam our webcam. The webcam is always on. Says Snowden. NRA. Read this book. Not NRA. Who is it? NSA. <laughs> <laughs> NSA. Uh, the book is called Bone Gap by Laura Ruby. The cover has like a bee on it and some cool fonts. Like, like uh, an animal bee. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, honeycomb. Yeah. But I saw the other cover, like maybe the UK cover, and it was mm -hmm. so much better. Shocking. Per use. Per use. So this book was actually given to me for free by someone at my previous job because their sister, who was a writer, whose books I haven't read yet, but they're on my to read pile. Um, on book digits? Yes, and physically also. They know this person. That was very confusing. My ex-coworker's sister knows the author of this book because she is a like adjunct professor at the local university. Like we said, guys, literary power couple. Literary power we couple. Are I just got a free book from in. a very tenuous connection with someone. So I didn't really know what to expect of it, and I like, honestly, I like let it sit for a little while because I had other books like at the library or just other books that I was a bit more jazzed about reading. And this one snuck up on me. It's You just plagiarized from my book digits review. I said this is the kind of book that sneaks up on you. Yeah, it sneaks up and snuck up. Those are different. They are not. <laughs> They're different. Ow. So, yeah, it snuck up on me. It um was like a little bit of a slow, not even a slow, slow start. Burn. Just like a medium start. Just like this is fine. This is fine. And all of yeah, a sudden, just someone like, gets kidnapped great. in the first couple of chapters. It's real slow at the beginning, though. Well, that, do you want to give the summary since you read it more recently? More recently? Than I did? Sure. You're going to have to hit me with some character names so Finn is like I would say the primary protagonist mm -hmm. slash narrator you got you got a bunch of third person perspectives here mm -hmm. though but the book takes Which place is fine I fucking hate multiple first person perspectives oh, from anything totally any book. With it's you like on you that. cannot do multiple first person there is a first person and the other people <sighs> anyway uh, so let's back up to the like the, the title Bone Gap is the name of a small town in Illinois yes like so. Farm Town, Illinois. A Fire and Stars. I just finished mm -hmm. that book, and it's like a lesbian princess story, so I appreciate that. Like, a princess falls in love with a princess. Two eyes, though. Huh? Two first person. Yes. Mm -hmm. Terrible. 
doesn't work. Okay. So Bone Gap is in farm country Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, Finn lives with his brother, Sean. Yeah, and he's kind of like the town idiot, kind of. Like, or people think he is. People think he's like a little slow, slow or stupid yeah. or, yeah. Um, so he gets beat up and stuff. He gets bullied. Uh, his brother, Sean, is pretty well respected. He's a paramedic. Mm-hmm. Um, like the paramedic. Yeah, in the town. But he's, like, quite moody and sort of um, reserved. And they are talking, you know, they talk of, or they make mention of a girl mm-hmm. named Rosa. Mm-hmm. Who's Polish, which I can appreciate because I have some Polish blood in, in addition yeah. to my... Jewish background. 2%, babe. 2%. Um, but she's very mysterious, especially at the beginning of the book. She was there with them, but now she's not. Was she taken? Did she leave? You don't really know. Yeah, and she kind of blew in to the town, so then people are like, well, mm. she probably just left again. Like, she's kind of a loose cannon or, like, a runaway or whatever. Yeah. So nobody... Roused about. And she was, like, uh, an outsider. So nobody cared that much or trusted And her. Finn says he never loved her, but maybe Sean did. It's unclear what the relationship. And there's are. a little bit of a weird thing with Finn at first of like, did he also love her? And is that the tension with did the brother? Did he maybe murder her is kind of the vibe I get really? from the opening pages. I yeah. didn't get that. I was like, are they going to try to get me to sympathize with the, with the abductor? I didn't get that. Okay. Um, so the book kind of strays from the, the missing person plot. For a while. Well, it's not really... The main plot is really Finn. Correct. It's not really the missing person. He's kind of coming of age. He's in high school. I think a junior going on senior year. Sure. Um, And he strikes up a fancy with... um, The beekeeper's daughter. The beekeeper's daughter. Because she gets made fun of too. Yeah. Goes by the name of Petey. She's pretty intense. And she is like proudly... Proudly ugly is how she kind of describes herself, it seems. Yeah. Or just doesn't really care about Embraces her homeliness. Um, Homely? Yeah. Comely? Oh, yeah, one of those. Comely means nice looking, I thought. It's one of those She's homely looking. Is that a word? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Um, And then the book starts getting a bit magical. Um, You're right. You're right. Yeah. Comely is the one that means attractive. Stop saying comely. That's disgusting. It means attractive. This is a podcast for children. It means attractive. That's the one that was confused me because it sounds like homely. Comely should not mean attractive. Um, So, is this magical realism? I use that tag on book digits because I have no idea what else to use. Everybody Um, else was using it. Including yourself. Don't shake your head. Maybe did you... Uh, fix it and just was magical and you adjusted it with the algorithm Mm -mm. or manually because I read a thing one time saying that magical realism is specifically like a Latin American um, invention or specifically should apply to Latin American Mm. literature because they were the ones that came up with it in response to a lot of like the terrible dictatorship things that happened there Um, and that it's kind of like not quite cultural appropriation, but like inappropriate or insensitive to use it for other things. Well, gosh, now I feel guilty. Anyway, so, but I don't know how else to describe it if you don't call it that. It's magic, blended magic with reality. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Anyways. Uh, I kind of got hooked once the horse came into play. I'm a sucker for a semi-magical horse. <laughs> okay. They just, they just tickle me. So a horse shows up in the barn, which is a logical place for a horse to show up, but yeah. not if you didn't have a horse the day before. Or any money. That makes it a little bit strange. Or any friends. 
And Finn's like, I'm going to tame this wild horse. I'm going to ride her all night long. Into other dimensions. Um, and for some booty calls. Mostly for booty calls. Oh, the, the forest. Every time they went to the forest, it was like a different forest. Yeah. It was like, it was like a magical forest. It yeah. wasn't like they were like bending time necessarily. Well, I kind of thought it was like a parallel universe or something. Or like sure. another pocket. So... So yeah, there's a magical horse. There's a lot of tension still in the town because Finn can't quite grasp what his brother's dealing with. And he's... people also think he's like the boy who cried wolf because he supposedly saw her leave and keeps thinking he sees her abductor. abductor but he can't quite describe what he looks like. So people think he's sketchy or think that he did it or think that he's making it up to try and protect her. Um, I saw the twist coming. I wish I didn't because I think I would have. Let's twist with Finn. Yeah, that's one part that I didn't particularly like. I didn't particularly like it, and I also saw it coming because you know that holding up the universe book I said you should read. Yeah, I haven't read it. Um, there's face blindness in that one. Fucking as well. hell! What a literary trope. It's not as bad as like <laughs> some other ones, but yeah, I read a whole book about it one time. Like what? A, and that book like, particularly. It's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And in this one where it like it plays a key part, but it's not like the entire arc, that's okay. But yeah. this other book that I read was only about face blindness. And it's like, what a terrible thing to do in, in a written word. <laughs> like, yes, please describe to me how you can't describe faces. It would be impossible faces. to do it for like TV, though. Well, you could it do something cool. Secret, you could though, but it couldn't be a secret. No. This other book didn't this. try to make it a secret. It just tried to describe it. Oh, Let me describe to you silly. how I can't describe your face. That's silly. If it's meant to be a secret, then it's a little makes a little bit more sense. Um. So, anyways, so but you do get different perspectives in this book, and obviously, one of the most interesting would be Rosa's, because you get her kind of present tense, or what you think is present tense. You get some flashbacks. You get some Polish scenes with the grandmother. You gotta love the grandmother scenes. She's got a pretty distinctive voice mm. in the book. Like, I don't know how the author did it, but I, I feel like you can tell that she's not a native English speaker. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. And not in, like, a stereotypical, like, like broken English kind of not way. Not in but just, just her dialogue, you're saying? Or even how her sections were written? I think how her sections were written. Hmm. But hers were third person, too, right? Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like... Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the author did a good job of making a distinct voice. Okay. Because that's one of my biggest complaints with multiple um, perspective books is when it's like I can lose track of who I'm reading because they don't feel, they feel too similar. Sure. Um, so Rosa, it's definitely pretty well confirmed that she did get abducted. Mm-hmm. There is, you know, mention is made of her abductor in, in these scenes. I did not. When they did the flashbacks, though, I did not guess correctly as to who it was. Mm. Well, it kind of just sneaks up on you, like this book does. Yeah, but I just did not. I'm usually pretty good about guessing that kind of thing, and I did not guess it. Um, but yeah, you're like unclear on exactly what dimension she is in. Because it first sort of describes her as being in this suburban um, kind of prison cell within a house. Kind of like, uh, well, what's that show? She was kept in an underground, underground bunker. But yeah, more like room, I guess. Kimmy um, Schmidt? Yeah. I think it's more like that. Was underground. You're right. Um, but then she tries to escape, and she ends up in a different realm, kind of. A royal realm, you might say. Yeah, like he keeps kind of reforming reality yep. around her to kind of suit what he thinks will make her happy, but also to trap her there. And he's like... And uh, he's like trying to Stockholm Syndrome her. Right. Like, he's, he's definitely a creepy villain, but he just 
he just wants her to say that she loves him. Like, this this book doesn't delve really into, like, rape or abuse, really. It's more emotional abuse, I guess. Yes. With the um, kind of the weird, creepy undertone that eventually he wants to... Sure. Like, have sex with her, but that he's not going to force it on her. Yeah. So, so yeah, all of a sudden you're kind of in a flashback, and you're hearing about how Rosa came to America, and then, yeah, I mean, you think you could have guessed who it was? Based on her flashbacks? Mm. Kind of. Like, there was hints of it. I don't want to give it away for the for the listeners, but... Oh, I didn't think there were any hints until there you... There were hints. Hmm. Where were the hints? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that was all in one chapter. Was it though? I think he well, started. Anyways, it had I guess, started in previous chapters, but okay. it was just like. I guess the point is, is that she's. It's not her first run-in with this fella, when no. she gets taken in the present tense, right? Um, and then you do get the flashback of how she how she stumbled upon Finn and Sean, which is a little bit of a clum- clumsy explanation for. I think we can give away that she was escaping her captor when she got to Finn and Sean. Yeah. And if I had just escaped a scary American man, I don't know if I would have stumbled upon a farm and had two men say, hey, stay in our extra apartment. Yeah, we'll but take that's care what of she, you. like, acted... She wasn't like, okay, we're best friends now. Like, she was super skittish. Okay. But then she trusted Finn, and that was the whole point, was mm. that her and Finn had, like, a really, like, emotional connection. Not in a, like, sexual way, but just, like, a, they get each other kind of way. Gotcha. Yeah, I wouldn't trust anyone in that situation, so... She has to trust somebody. She's got no money and nothing, and I nobody so. in this country. That's the worst trip to America ever. Yes. Gosh. Um, so yeah, I think, did we just do a review and a plot summary together? Kind of, yeah. I thought it reminded me most of a book you made me read that still mm. gives me nightmares occasionally. Which one? From your nemesis, your Not, writing nemesis. It's, it's coming up on upcoming things. Guess who just got cast as the villain? Benedict Cumberbatch. It's close, Zachary Quinto. Oh, really? Yeah. Shit, I'm not sure. you're talking about. Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Um, yes. It has a little bit of that vibe, yeah. It does, of like the trapping you in a car and bringing you to another dimension, only without the creepy child abuse. Christmas land, yeah. And Christmas land. This was like a young adult a version. A young adult of that. version. I assumed that it was going to be a young adult gone girl when I picked it up. Like Finn was going to have his story, Rosa was going to have his story, and neither one was really accurate. But I'm no, glad it wasn't that, but it's so very, overdone lately. Yeah, it's very unique story for sure. Yes, it's a unique story without feeling weird. Most of the time, yeah. I think for the most part, I mean, I know that like we talked about, there is kind of this like magical realm dimension of it, but I don't think it ever feels like it jumps the shark with that. Yeah. The ending maybe a little bit. But, I was fine with that stuff. More to the face blindness stuff for me. where But like, it made sense. 16 years? 16 years? Yeah, but you don't know what other people's brains are like. We I have know. this all the Maybe time. Maybe I don't know what you actually look like. No, I know what you look like. Okay. I could recognize you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really good book. And like I said, it, it kind of sat on my bookshelf for a while. So I'm kind of just like, this sounds kind of weird. And the person who gave it to me was like a little strange but it's really good i think you'll like it so i kind of let it sit for a while and i'm glad i eventually read it snuck up on you snuck up on me i really liked it and it's ours now we get to keep it okay my very generous friend Mm -hmm. and it's a nice cover you can go see one of my best liked um books best like pictures on the book digit's instagram is of Mm -hmm. this book because there's pretty flowers in the background it's like bees and flowers and yellow 
So the children mostly liked the book. Yes. Okay. Who would you recommend it to? Would you recommend it and to whom? I would recommend it to to the young adult young adult audience out there who's like, I'm ready to have something mix it up a little bit more. Or you may be getting a little bit sick of the typical like high school will the boy ever like me kind of young adult. True. This is a bit more interesting, but still has a teenage characters. Yeah. With a semi-magical horse. Yes. Who almost runs into traffic. Yes, that's a very dramatic part of the book. Don't mm -hmm. give it away. All right. Shall we talk about the movie that we're talking about? Not TV right. show? All right, Mary. I still can't do the voice. That was Kermit? <laughs> Kermit the Frog? <laughs> Mary! Mary! That's a little better. Was Kermit the Frog? fools. Do you know how there was um, a Muppets version of Christmas Carol? And Treasure Island? Yeah. I think there should be a Muppets version of oh, It's a Wonderful Life. It's a wonderful I'd life. love to see Kermit. I could do that. Like, trying to jump off a bridge because he's depressed. <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> I'm just saying it would be interesting to see a Muppet play that role. And that would... would... <laughs> Artistically. <laughs> and would, like, would Miss Piggy be, um, mm. Mary? Mary! Would, she, would, would that be Miss Piggy? Unless the moon! I think so. George! Okay. What are we talking about? Um, I'm not talking about the TV show that I had in my notes. We are talking about a movie that I've been wanting to watch for a while. Jenny! No. Jenny! This is my last chance to say Jenny, and I forgot this episode. What? Oh, yeah. Jenny. It's not related to what we're talking about now, though. Jenny! It's a movie that, like, I've been kind of, like, medium wanting to watch. Like, mm -hmm. not enough to pay for it. You've been wanting to want to watch it. Yes, and I, like... I wanted it to be like an airplane movie, but it was never available like on the flight that's flights that we were on. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's not really been a TV movie either. No. And they really wanted a sequel. Whew. They set it up for a sequel. That was yeah. Gonna, that was you ambitious. You can't put a kicker into the end like with a tight with a sequel title that was and everything. Ambitious. Yep. Um, we are talking about the female Ghostbusters. Yep. Ghostbusters reboot, which I still don't give. Even half a shit about the original Ghostbusters. I don't know if I've seen the whole thing. Uh, I watched it on a plane. Okay. Because this other one was coming out and I wanted to be able to watch this other one. Right. Um, I thought it was better than the original Ghostbusters. Don't at me. Because I don't care about that one and I didn't watch it like in the 90s when I would have cared. Or the 80s whenever it came it, out. Stranger Things kids love it so I'd say 80s. 80s. So I didn't watch it like at the time because I was probably like zero years old. Uh, Hashtag and, fetus. Full head of teeth. <laughs> full head of hair. Full head of teeth. Um, yeah, so I never really cared for the original. Is and the plot the same? Are they scientists that are investigating? Yes. Hmm. The characters are the same. The plot is not quite God, the, the same. God, the science in this movie lulled me to sleep. I thought it sounded pretty good. Let's talk about the scientific method and how we can find the ghost. I don't care. Well then. Let's get spooky. So, I wish it had fewer nods to the original. I know that's how they get their audience in. But as someone who didn't really care about the original, like, the least strong parts of the movie for me were when they tried to include, like, some of the characters and the cameos and, like, the nods to the original movie. Sure. And that's probably just because I don't have much nostalgia for the original movie. Like, with the Jurassic World movie, mm -hmm. like... All the, like, nods the to the Jeep. original Jurassic... Yeah, oh like, God. I had feelings about those. This one, I was just like, oh, yeah, I think that's the ghost from the first movie. Oh, yeah, was that Dan Aykroyd? Oh, yeah, like... 
But that didn't even work for this audience because they were all... Angry. White. Angry white boys, right? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Um, positives for me? Yeah. I know what you're going to lead off with. Chris Helmsworth. Kate McKinnon, I was going to oh. say. I think this She had... dialed up the weirdness. She was basically playing that alien character. I was into it. Yeah. This had something for all sexual orientations. Yep. Because Kate McKinnon, when she, like, licked her gun and was like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. that worked for me. Okay. Chris Hemsworth, damn. The whole movie yeah. worked for me. Yep. Like, dumb, Secretary. sexy puppy mm-hmm. thing that he had going on for him. He's not an actual puppy. But, um, yeah, it was amazing. He actually has very good comedic timing, as we know from Thor Ragnarok. This was, like, the precursor to that. New dead. You need to watch that again sometime. Do you think I can watch that with my students? No. Okay. Um, Probably watch Ghostbusters because they talk about science so much. Well, but it's all fake science. It's all pseudoscience. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I thought the cast was decent. Oh, what You said it was for every orientation. What did I have to lick my chops about besides Chris Hemsworth? Oh, yeah, just for the queers and females, I okay. guess. Okay, thank you for clarifying. Well, you, didn't, you weren't attracted to any of them? Melissa McCarthy makes me laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. After I thought supporting. she was pretty funny. Yep. Not like her best, like, SNL ketchup skit level, or, um, sorry, Jacktastic. Jacktastic. Write that down. Write that down. I do that literally all the time with my students. Write that down. Write that down. I'm just gonna, like, get that little recording, <laughs> she, video recording. She doesn't get it. She had. You she have to go. go. She's gotta go. So, you got... Oh. I want, like, an easy button, but that says, like, write that down. That could get write me that out down. a couple jams. Get me out of a few jams. Yeah, one jam. I want an easy button with Melissa McCarthy saying, write that down. Write that down. Because I feel like <laughs> I spent all <laughs> fucking day saying that. Jacktastic. Write that down. Write that down. Um, that was a very long aside. But, uh, so her character was not up to that level of hilarity. But it was, like, And I also sad. have yogurt. <laughs> is, is there a red dot on <laughs> How do you feel about gunfire in the <laughs> home? Um, so, yep. it was just okay. Kristen Wiig, she I tried. Her very bland in movies. <sighs> Bridesmaids was the exception, but she plays the same character in every movie. Yeah, like in her thirties, kind of down on her luck, uh, like in that movie that Darren was in. My profession just isn't working out how I thought it would. Like that movie that Darren was in. Imogene slash something else. Girl, it had a lot of names. Almost, Girl Interrupted. I know all these things. Girl Interrupted is a very different, different thing. movie, I think. Yeah. Um, We're not going to get it. Anyway. So, yeah, she was fine. I, got, I But that's also, like, the main character from the original Ghostbusters a little bit. Just meh. Anyway. Okay. Um, like, that was kind of his thing, too, of, like, oh, I'm a real scientist, and now I'm going to go back to the ghosts. Um, it was fine. Leslie Jones was fantastic. She was pretty good. I actually find her funny and funnier in long form comedy, I think, than in her some of her skits on SNL. Hmm. I don't know, but then maybe she just wasn't really playing a character; she was just playing Leslie Jones. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, Chris Hemsworth was hot. Lots of good female gaze. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's part of their problem is they confuse their audiences. Yeah, they wanted to make it for the ladies. I don't that there weren't any ladies that liked the '80s Ghostbuster, but like the kind of like cult fandom, the loud cult fandom, yeah. was like white men, and like they didn't make this movie for the white men, but they still needed the white men money, and I think that's what confused their message a little bit. It's like, yeah, I almost wish they had just gone full reboot and not worried about trying like all these knots. Because the like, right? Because like Ocean's Eight did it right. Not that we saw that movie, but. 
like no there's no no one's strongly passionate about Ocean's Eleven like to a to a degree that people are about 80s nostalgia for that yeah. kind of stuff. And so yeah, they could make it with women and they could steal from the old plot but not pay any attention to it if they wanted to. And here, yeah, are you paying lip service to them? And you think that they're going to love Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon? I don't think so. But like you said, where was your... I should I should preface this. Not all movies need to be made for white men. And most movies are made for men, a male gaze. So I'm not saying every movie needs to have a male a yes. male gaze or a male love interest or a sex object or something. But, but that's where I had an issue with this movie is that it should have just been a goofball comedy, probably almost like a parody of Ghostbusters. And instead they tried to make it into like a almost like a superhero movie where like they were the guardians of the galaxy and they were, their friendships got tested, but they came together and people flipped and I'm fine with that. If they had just committed all the way to that and didn't try and have like some of these plot points and stuff be central centralized around some of the old Ghostbusters stuff. Mm. And like they made the villain, like a white man who was basically like, like makes a joke in the movie that most of his like vengeful ghosts are men who feel like they were wronged. Right. So it's like they make the joke about it, but then like how is that going to help attract the audience that's already pissed off at you? I don't know. I feel like they had a... I, I, th- I often think it's a little bit of bullshit when it's like, before you make a creative thing, think about your audience. Because like art doesn't necessarily have to be for the audience. Like art mm-hmm. can be for what it means to you and what you want to <laughs> write. But I think in the case if you're trying to make money for like a blockbuster, you need to think you right. need to have a better idea of who your audience is. It plays out like a blockbuster, yeah. It plays out like a blockbuster, but it had kind of a female gaze, but like not enough to make me that interested in it. But like enough that like I could see why like white dude 80s fanboys wouldn't relate to it. Mm-hmm. I think they tried to make everybody happy. Yeah. And I wish they just committed. That's a good way to say it. Yeah, they tried to kind of play all, um, cover all their bases and make everybody happy. I just wasn't that intrigued by the, like, the spooky parts of it. Like, I really liked the beginning with Zach Woods and the haunted house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, most of the action is going to be around this house and this ghost and where did it go and stuff. Nope, two and minutes. Like, nope, time. that was just a teaser into the theory of ghosts and we're moving on to generalized ghosts that have been kept dormant for years. Yeah. So yeah, I thought they went way too big, and they tried to make it such a New York movie. Mm. Like they tried to replicate what the first Spider-Man does when you know he saves the train. They're like, "That's what New York's like all the about." First Ghostbusters movie is a New York, an ode to New York as well. A little bit, yeah. And yeah, this one like ode to a like eighties gritty New York. Sure, yeah, didn't do it for me. Yeah. Also, <laughs> like I forget what this is from, but I'm definitely stealing this from someone. But like, how many more like white girl? perspectives of new york do we need like i know leslie jones was in there and she gave her like kind of blue collar worker perspective of it a little bit but we can't afford that building we gotta go into the dilapidated shack above the chinese food restaurant yeah Hmm. so probably not worth the two hours i'm glad we watched it for free on our now defunct dvr rest in peace um so it was fine it was fun you're right it's a plain movie a plain movie not even a tv movie a plain movie yeah like there's like you can't like cut in there's like straight to dvd yeah like that volleyball movie that i called straight to dvd helen hunt you're going straight to dvd uh straight to dvd film festival limited release but like a bad one huh okay like one that like they're like if it says well at festivals we'll wide release it and then they don't so there's like plain movie there's like limited release kind of indie yeah there's sorry 
Straight to DVD. Straight to DVD. Limited release indie that bombs. Yeah, like every Mark Duplass movie. Plain movie. Oh, I stuck that burn in. You did. Good job. Burn notice. Plain movie. Yep. Like, back catalog Netflix movie. Yep. Cable movie. Yep. Like, indie theater movie? Like, you actually go see it? Like, it's wide release? Like, eighth grade or something? You have to go to a specific theater, You have to go to a specific theater, and there's, like, regular movies. Wow. And then there's, like, IMAX, like, see it three times movies. I didn't know you had this strong of a philosophy. I do. Okay. There's a whole hierarchy. It's like the Ron Swanson reverse pyramid of... Breakfast foods. Greatness, whatever. Yeah. Okay. We've, we've taken a deep dive back into our Parks and... Our newest Parks and Rec rewatch, if you hadn't noticed, mm. by all the comments in this. And this time it's actually been mostly you that keeps saying that you want to watch it, because you got really invested with April and Andy. Yeah, I didn't think they were going to get together this time. And now you just keep wanting to watch it, mostly because you're upset that we're to the serious parts of Webby's world, and that upsets yeah, you. Yeah, next episode, Eric gets in a relationship... No, that's coming up. Eric gets in a relationship with a single mom. Oh, he has to decide one. if he's really in it for the long run, and she decides one. for him. Oh, I don't really remember that one that well. I'm just mm. making it because it sounds like the right noise. Yes, Sean will be in a cult for 22 minutes. That's all. Um, but he has a family already. It's Corey. Found family. Okay, let's wrap this baby That's up. That's why I love Boy Meets World. Found family. Found family, man. Okay, upcoming things. Do you want me to go from order of least or most exciting? Um, most exciting first. Okay. I gasped out loud about what you heard earlier, the second gasp. Yeah. How many times can I say gasp on one podcast? The second gasp mm-hmm. was because they are making... I know. I got it. Last... the Air, Avatar the Last Airbender. I'm right. Right? Live action! Yeah. Like, how are they going to do... How are they going to do Appa live action? I don't know, but I'm really excited about it. I got it right there. I'm really excited about it. I literally went... <gasps> Like a gasp, like involuntary. I didn't realize the M Night Shyamalan thing was in the same universe. I thought that was just a bad movie that happened to be happened to be named Airbender. We don't speak of it. I've never even seen the trailer. We don't speak of it. Wow. It was that bad. Okay. It was like whitewashed and lost all of the plot and just was bad. So there were already haters in these comment threads saying they're just gonna make Aang's story. Live action. They're not going to do anything new. It's I don't just care. Going to be the comics redone. I don't care. The cartoons redone. But also, if you look at the thing from the showrunners, they've already said they're not going to do that, and they're going to flesh out the world a little bit more and have extra content that they couldn't include the first time. Well, and you shouldn't just read the headline. You should click it. Yeah, before you comment, educate yourself before you comment. So yeah, they've already said they're going to expand it, and like they have some other ideas that they wanted to include. That like I assume it's like because they couldn't include it in the original run because it was like a limited run. Yeah. And like it, they probably didn't know if it would do very well, but it's for I think it's Netflix. It is. Um, yeah. So hopefully Netflix gives them a little bit more creative freedom with it to make that. I don't want it like Netflix long, where it's like they drop a new season every two months of like a thousand episodes. But it would be nice if they could like expand it a bit and make it a little bit longer. Okay. But I'm really excited about it. Do you want me to keep going? I think I'll interject with something else you should be excited for. Okay. His Dark Materials got renewed for season two already. It better. It's not even out yet. Yeah. It's, it's got a season right two. Now. And more importantly for us is that HBO has paid has paid up for it. So you don't have yes. to wait for BBC to come around. When are we going to watch Killing Eve? Because that one's still like locked in. Lo- What's still... the opposite of syndication? Um, Yeah. 
<laughs> you can copyright purgatory? Sure. Um, did you see, were you there? Did you see the, um, commercial for the Romanovs? Yeah. I'm into it. I want to watch you it. You hate Mad Men. But I love Anastasia. Okay. We'll like, check it out. The original movie that's like, the animation is really bad, but the story and the music is good, and I still want to see it on Broadway sometime, even though I have to cancel my New York trip, and that's gonna try and get myself to see it when I was there and see if I could get like cheap tickets like I could um rush for it but I'm not going anymore because we job. will hack into some Amazon Prime account okay cool do you have more oh okay. that's it um the Mrs. Doubtfire musical did you see anything about that no I don't know how I feel about it okay there was that pretty woman musical that was supposedly happening and I don't know whatever happened to it it must have tanked or they're just still trying to produce it um, so here's another, like, is it 80s or 90s? Mrs. Doubtfire must be 90s. Pretty Woman was probably 80s. Mm. Yeah, I'm a little bit confused about it, but possibly into it. I think some of the switcheroo scenes could make for good physical comedy on a stage. True. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um. What else you got? Miss Marvel. Different than Miss Marvelous Miss Maisel. Marvel, the, yeah. The one with Brie Larson. Yeah. It's going to be terrible. I don't know. I I don't really like, with the exception of like the first Guardians, well, no. I was going to make a generalization and I realized it's completely wrong. But I don't always like like just like, oh, look, there's an alien kind of storylines, except yeah. for Thor, which is why I had to change my tune because Thor Ragnarok is still like my favorite superhero movie mm -hmm. and that's about an alien but he's in his own world like this one seems to be another like superhero Superman type one yeah. where it's just like oh she dropped into our laps and now she'll save the world and like Brie Larson is fine but like the supporting cast like just did not really excite me and I thought they were gonna like jump into the um Than Thanos shit and it doesn't seem uh -huh. like they do that at all where does it happen in the timeline I don't know I don't care let's move on um I have two move. Uh, sorry, two book type things. Hmm. Rainbow Rowell has yeah, a graphic novel heard coming of her. out. She drew um, the pictures. No, she wrote the text. It's called Pumpkin Heads, and it's like a. It's the right month for it. YA romance about shocking. About two people that work at a pumpkin patch, and it's their last season because they're like seniors. They're in high dying. School. Oh. No. <laughs> They're seniors in high school, and it's their last season, and I'm sure they're going to fall in love. And the the art looks really cute. The cover's really cute. And, uh, Sounds like Terminal Hayride. I have a list of short story ideas that you and I have come up with, and I just wrote down the title Terminal still, Hayride. It's been years, and we still have not figured out what that Something means. Something about people dying on a hayride, and we thought it was fantastic. At the time, was it people that are terminally ill on a hayride? <laughs> was it a hayride into hell? Was it? I, mm. I don't. I don't remember genuinely. It's been years, and like I keep thinking it'll just come to me someday, yeah. and it hasn't. We come still to have us. to write one about that vacuum repair store. Yes, mm. that should have been a ghost. That should have been a gra graphic novel. Yeah. Okay. Um, and my last one. It's not even in the notes. It's just coming from my brain. I saw it on Twitter today. A Pride and Prejudice remake. Uh huh. With an all um, black cast. Hmm. Well, cast is the wrong word. Cast of characters set in Brooklyn. Okay. So it's like a current day Pride and Prejudice cool. reboot. But it sounds interesting. I just added it on my to-read list on book digits. Oh, it's a book. It's a book. Got That's it. I said cast is the wrong word. Gotcha. Uh, it's a book. Okay. And it's called Pride. Uh-huh. And it looks really good. It's about like gentrification in Brooklyn and like Darcy 
is like the rich like white people that move into this neighborhood i think mm-hmm. um so like there's the social class it's basically taking like the social class struggles of jane austen's time that she wrote about and putting right. them into a more modern perspective where it's not like just a word for word like a rich new person moved in down the street it's like yeah. actually like real social class issues of today so it's maybe really we should read it alongside the lizzie bennett diaries an Ooh, upcoming episode that would be a good one i don't know when it comes out though so we've got a lot left of lizzie bennett though so maybe we should, it's oh, okay boy. tell us when um, the book's it coming comes out. out oh it comes out in september that's this month it comes out today Happy book day. Oh That's why I was on Twitter. So we should definitely maybe like buy it on Kindle or request it from the library and we'll do a double episode. We'll do Pride and Lizzie Bennet Diaries and see which one was the better adaptation. Okay. We've kept it under an hour. Barely. Yep. But we did it. Okay. We're Thanks. off next weekend. Yeah, we'll be off next weekend. So just listen to this episode twice if you miss us. This was a little bit of a hot mess episode. And if you're the person who goes back and listens to our Guardians of the Galaxy episode... Every day. 20 times a week... Is it auto-playing on someone's phone? Just, you think they press the repeat button? No, I think they just leave their podcast app like playing in the background and mm. ours just happens to keep playing. Maybe it's yeah. like the only one know. they've downloaded. I don't know. Maybe, maybe someone has a baby and all that they will stop crying to and fall asleep <gasps> is to our podcast. I love that. That it makes babies fall asleep? Yeah. I think it's more likely that someone's been butt-playing that podcast. Cool. But we'll take it. it. Anyways, thanks for listening. Make sure you, like, think about possibly reviewing us and sharing us with your friends if you like it. Or just, like, sharing a few episodes with your friends of the ones that you... The classics. The classics or the one, like, with Australian Jen. Or maybe the ones where, like, you've actually read the, mov- read the movie or seen the <laughs> book. Um, either way, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. We see you. Digital, digital. We out! Bye. You gotta get down with the get down. Well now, get down, get down, earth, get down, whoa, get down, earth, get down, whoa, Maybe we can talk our neighbors into doing the same thing. Get down, get down, get down, get down. Get down. Get down. Get down. Get down.